Uh, here's a jump rope, but it only does singles. It doesn't do doubles. It doesn't have doubles in it. It doesn't have doubles in it. <laughs> um, damn it. I knew it. All these years, I was buying the wrong damn rope. Damn rope. Wrong damn rope. Welcome to the One More Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo. Uh, do you have it? Yeah. Oh. Nacho Bro Grande, what's up? What's up, man? Mmm, that sounds good. <laughs> I lost my eyeball, man. <laughs> Did you poke yourself in the eye? No, my contact flipped out. Oh, that's uncomfortable. May, I mean, may need a pee break. Yeah. Oh. Bro, bro thought I forgot his name, but I had it. Uh, I see MBD. Yeah. I was like, I was and, like, and then he jammed himself in the eye, and now his contact is all hosed up. I got the coronavirus in my eye. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, what Rob Bro's recovering. Jenna, what's going on? Hi. I feel Hi. like I look like Jenna. <laughs> Whatever that means. You don't look good. So. Wow. And it's not even Wednesday. She hasn't mm-hmm. even had her cookie yet. Nope. Because <laughs> you ain't so, getting one. So tell me about these cookies. We, oh, we, we, got a, we, got some, we got a gift from a listener. Yeah, Natasha Bowling. She sent three bourbon bakery cookies um, no. out of Louisville, Kentucky. But to say that these are cookies, I think is a bit of a stretch. Did you take pictures of these? Uh, no, bro did, though. And so, he also only tagged you that you were trying them. I, so you don't get to try them? Are you on a cut? No, you, you I'm getting not. Ready? You he getting just ready? said that only you for some reason because he's a turd. We're yeah, I'm weighing this thing because yeah, we should weigh it just for fun. Because bro showed it to me. Do ounces. And these things look like muff. I thought they were muffins. So then you look at them, and then you pick them up. We do ounces or grams. My headset's weird. It could probably do pounds with this damn thing. Eight ounces. Seven point eight kilos. <laughs> so this thing half a pound. It's a half a pound. Over half a pound. And it's. <laughs> Oh, there you I'm sorry, bourbon, what, what are they again? Bourbon, bourbon bakery. bakery. I keep going in and out on my head. So. Bourbon bakery out of Louisville? Yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. Is it Louisville? I don't or know. Or Louisville? We, we call it Louisville, call but it Louisville. They're, like, they're probably like or is Louisville. It Louisville. 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 And I can only say that because I have relatives that, are, you know, my parents are from Kentucky, Harlan County. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, growing up in the old sticks. <laughs> Literally, really? Oh yeah. Oh, like out in the country. All oh, like. Is that? Did you, you live, live there? on? You live on your porch. Did you no? live there? Mm-mm. Okay. My mom got up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like the Southern Baptist. She go to church um, with her friend. Her friend's dad was a pastor. He they did the rattlesnake handling, strict nine drinking, oh, spoken duh. tongues. They would run across the top of pews without looking down. All like speaking tongues, all possessed and shit. Like some Matrix stuff, huh? Like crazy stuff. And her her dad, uh, her friend's dad, ended up getting killed because he got bit by a, by a snake. snake. Of course, it like, happens. Yeah, it's a rattlesnake. Like, mm. <laughs> where'd you get your rattlesnake? Out back <laughs> at church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> church. Um, I'm just that you know what I mean. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, I've seen that stuff before. It's a it's a unique group of folk. Like I. They, they have some they have some faith because I I, I I believe but not enough to where I'm gonna dance with a rattlesnake yeah that stuff's weird I just want to say that like having faith is one thing but you don't know if that rattlesnake's got faith <laughs> <laughs> I mean he might be having a bad day. he could be the devil like you know what I mean like <laughs> I don't know like I can't read what I'm not a like a snake whisperer so nor am I but some people that are. Are our Patreons. That, are super, that, that have faith in what we're doing here are our Patreons. Yep. So we're going to do things a little bit different and... Yeah, move in the future here, but for today... Yeah, we're going to do first names, no sounds, because it takes too much time. And if I were listening, I would probably hit <laughs> fast forward 15 wait, seconds wait, wait, okay. to not you, hear wait, how annoying wait, 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 hold on. Did you catch yes, that, Yes, I catch got that? Mo, you know, she... That's Jenna. She slips all the time, and we catch her. <laughs> Jenna, do you know yeah. what you said? She said, "Yeah, if, how annoying I am." No, no, no. no, oh, no you, we hear that. You said, "If I were, were listening. listening, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen." Did you? I, I listen to myself talk, which I, would I, indicate I, I, that you don't listen. Anyways, no, I'm about to go so, through no, the. No, 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 hold on. Let's go back on this one. So, you know, she was Thank sitting you. there, and then she starts stuttering, like. 
You know, I haven't been a cop for a while, but my cop alarm was going yeah. off. Like my, someone, my, someone my, was lying. My dad alarm was going off. <laughs> my, my dad slash first sergeant alarm was going off. <laughs> and uh, if I were listening, yep. yep yeah, anyways. but before we get into these Patreon names, yeah, thank you, Natasha. These. Well, let's try it real quick. Okay, let's yeah, let's do. Oh that. my god. Okay. Which one do you think this is? It's like a pretzel graham mm. cracker. Holy shit! Well, bro took pictures. Sorry. Wow. Bro took some pictures, and we'll oh, wait. put those up. But these are there's pretzels. I looked it up what it was called earlier, but I forget. Hold and on. chocolate. And these Bourbon. are damn tasty. I think they're um, I think they're sugar free. <laughs> I think they're um, I think they're keto too. They probably so. are keto, hundred percent fat. <laughs> Or like a whole stick of butter per serving. Oh, I think this one's called the Salty sp- Spittoon. Crushed chocolate-covered pretzel cookie with crushed heath throughout the dough. Garnished with chocolate adhered chocolate pretzel Pop-Tart. Yep, that's it. Pop-Tart? Yeah, that's good. And we're drinking it with... Uh, what bourbon is this? Ushi. Ushi. Ushi bourbon. No, gotta say it, Mo, like you're about to kill someone. Oh, I, I got a mouthful. Speak like your people, damn it. Oishi! Mo's trying to rep you because he went ham on that piece of cookie. Yes, I did. It was glorious. But um, sipping this down with some Oishi whiskey. Aged in sherry bottles or sherry casks, I think. Yep, that's what it says. Yeah, good stuff. It's a barrel pick from the party source. Down in New Covington, Kentucky. Okay, what would you rate that cookie on a one to ten? Mm. That was pretty good. That's not that's not a one to ten. Minute. I'm not a chart kind of person. You well, know that. Well, you got pick a number. Damn it. An eight. Okay, Mo, what would you rate it? So, I, I got to tell you about my criteria though. So, one, you know, one of the criteria is like, how easy can I get this? Which is not going to be easy. It'd require a driver or getting something delivered in the mail, or another um, box from Natasha. or another box from Natasha. <clears throat> Hashtag feed me. Um, so only because it's, I can't get it easily, I'd give it like a solid eight, eight okay. or nine. What if you Pretty could good. get it? If I could get it regularly, definitely a nine. Okay. Not my, that I need it. Yeah. <laughs> my criteria. I don't like really crunchy cookies. Okay. Like well done. So this is like in between, right? Yeah, it's flaky, but, but when you bite into it's it, gooey. it's it's soft. But it's not gooey it, where it's raw. Like, where it's like cookie dough, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't get down with it with the cookie dough. I love cookie dough. I would say I like it soupy. For a cookie, ah, I give it a seven and a half, seven point five. Mm-hmm. Only there's only one reason. I like that it's not overpowering in any one particular. Not overly direction. sweet. Yeah, but yeah, it's not crazy chocolatey. It's not crazy sweet. Right. You know how sometimes you get those desserts where it's like you can only take a couple bites mm-hmm. and you're you're done. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> they're all. <laughs> I eat the uh, whole damn thing no matter what. I'm like, ooh, that was sweet, but I ate it all. Yeah, I went to. I don't whole, take a bite and be like. Mm. Me and Melissa went to Whole Paycheck after we worked out and ate there, and they had some. Whole Foods, Whole Paycheck. Oh. oh. Um, when they had some dill potato chips, and they mm, were really yeah. good, but they were just way too damn salty. Yeah. Like, I, you know, when you when you just go too far over the edge, like you said, bro, like way too sweet or way too bitter or whatever, that's, that's when you start losing points with me. Yeah. All right, so we got our Patreons. Oh, yeah. As Jenna finishes up her cookie. All with right. The, with this other piece. No, I'm good, dude. Thank you. We got two more to try, though. Oh, there's different ones? Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, we got like a oh, bacon, that got bacon one. On it. Bacon and uh, what's that? Maple. Yeah. That maple one, bacon. That was next. Ooh. All right, so we'll go through these and then we'll try the next one. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna fall asleep. <laughs> Jenna's competition just got canceled, and <laughs> that she th- she thanks. She's carving up. Now I just got a message saying that they may do it. So. Man. Anyways. Patreon. All right, so our swag box people: Michaela, Meg, David. Jerry, Jamie, and Gareth. Woo! I'll still give you a woo. You're a woo girl? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked me to do a Ric Flair woo. You know how to do that? 
Whoa! Oh, see, <laughs> she knows how to do that. About damn Very time. good. That's because everyone is She's been full, uh, she got that sugar in her veins yeah. now. Can I get a woo for I no just, good reason? I just made someone wreck their car, though. <laughs> um, and then yeah, also, you're actually speaking. our Jeez. other Patreon peeps, Monica, Lavana, Steven, Adam, Ryan, Michelle, and Rick. <laughs> you have to yeah. please give him a little shout He's out. Now. The OG. Thank you guys. Seriously, really? we appreciate it. We're not going or we're going to say your name, your first names on here, but we're also going to tag you on each post. Episode. Yeah, episode post. Um, it just takes a lot of time out of us talking, and we only have a limited amount, and no one wants to hear my annoying sounds. Us included, so myself included. So. <laughs> It's fine. But then we're going to also find some other ways to get you guys involved. Yeah. Absolutely. So so what we got today, Mo? Today, um, as a owner, coach. Uh, psychologist. Yeah, amateur psychologist, uh, counselor, social worker, lawyer, priest. Janitor. Janitor. Yeah, yeah all of the above. Wow. <laughs> um, you hear what she said? Yes, I did. I'm trying to ignore it. You know, thank, just like thank you. you. Here, give her another piece of cookie. She'll shut up. So mm-hmm. where in like the algorithm of all that does do modifications come into play? Like what, what like where, where does this all modification, where does it come from? Like why, who, what, when, where? Hold on. It keeps cutting out on your doing. Oh. She's like throwing you sign languages, Mo. Sorry, <laughs> he sorry. Can't, he can't, he's so focused. What about you, do? What did I do? <clears throat> Dude, I, you, it, it doesn't take that. You you are the biggest, messiest child I know. There, is that better? No. There. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, sorry. Are you ready, Jenna? Yeah. Okay. So today's episode is about modification. Yep. Uh, scaling kind of synonym or... Same thing. Okay. Same, 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 but different. So, modi- MS, whatever. <laughs> but but uh, was it? Randy says uh, potato, tomato. Yep. Sure. Um, modification. Who, what, when, where, why? So, let's just talk about modifications in general. So, what is, how do you define a modification? When you take the written workout that's as prescribed and you make changes to it. You make changes to it in order uh, to allow athletes to be able to complete the workout with the group um, based on their skill, strength, and ability. Okay. So right off the bat, you talk about misconceptions of uh, modifications. So what are, what are some of those things? Um, <laughs> let me get my list up. All right, I'm ready. <clears throat> so biggest misconceptions of modifications, what, what are some of those things? Uh, biggest thing I have is uh, one size fits all mentality, and I consider that pure laziness. Now, what do you mean by that, one size fits all? Uh, okay, so today we had 30 unbroken double unders in our workout, and it was a 15-minute AMRAP with clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. Uh, who here doesn't have 30 unbroken double unders? Hands go up. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of you do 30 seconds of double under work. Every round. That would okay. be a blanket modification. Well, what if you have, you can do 15 yep. or 20 every single time. Okay. And Jenna can consistently hit 10. But I say, hey, do double unders for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, she may be at 30 or 40 or 50 by then, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And the point is to do them unbroken. So a blanket modification, because I just want to cover when with one broad stroke, uh, okay, if you don't, if you can't do thirty unbroken double unders, you're doing thirty seconds of double under work, no singles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I can say, hey, who struggles with thirty double unders in a row, one time unbroken? Mo puts his hand up. Jenna puts her hand up. Okay, hey Mo, how many can you do in a row? Probably nail about twenty consistently. Cool. That's what we want. So that means every single round, I want you to make sure that you. Get to 20. That means if you trip up at 19, you're going to go back again. to zero. Now, what I don't want is I don't want you to be stuck there, okay? So if you're constantly tripping up and you can't get to 20, let's go ahead and back that down to 15 mm-hmm. or a number that you're consistently hitting. 
It okay. may be 12, right? It just, you may not have them that day. Jenna, how many can you do in a row? Mm-hmm. 80. Hundred? No, like you're modified. You can't do them. Ten. Thanks, Jenna. So <laughs> Oh, we're playing. Good God. I thought you meant she was, real life. No, you were you're Instagramming. So no, anyway. I'm looking at what you're saying. Uh okay, so ten. Okay, thanks, Jenna. I didn't uh, know we were playing house right we're, now. We're role playing. Oh. Yeah, we're not playing house. I'm not dressing you up. Oh. Okay. Okay. And you're not dressing me up. <laughs> Wait, Why not? let's dress Mo up. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um so she can do 10 consistently in a row. Mm-hmm. I want her to I want her to learn how to focus because I can do 30 in a row every single round. Her doing 10 unbroken is going to require the same amount of focus as it does me 30. Mm-hmm. And I want you to learn the focus and her to learn the focus, but you both are a little bit. You can do double what she can. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing a broad but stroke. But still not pres- the prescribed amount consistently. Right, consistently. So instead of Peyton... You, because now you're going to be under challenged, mm-hmm. okay? And, she, and I'm under challenging you just to benefit her. And she might get frustrated, or I might get frustrated yeah. because, yep. okay. Uh, another misconception is that modifications are easier. So, Mo, you've modified a workout before. A uh, couple. Okay. A couple, it, two, three. Is it easier? Not if they are appropriately scaled for me. Okay, so have you done one where it wasn't scaled appropriately? Yes, I have. And was it easier? Yes, physically easier, but sometimes frustrating because I wasn't being tested as much as I felt I could be. But but also conversely, there have been times where... um, I think I was doing something with you one day. uh, My shins were wrecked, so instead of doing double unders, you had me do the bike. I was like, oh, bike. Yeah, sure. I can't be no problem. But I think I had to do like so many cows per round, Mm -hmm. which seemed to quote be easier, but it wasn't. It was horrible. (laughs) Okay. And and I would have probably rather suffered with my shin splints doing the double unders. Right. I do remember that now. Than doing the bike. So the thing is, if we have a couplet like we did today, Mm -hmm. and I give you one element that you just breeze past, and it's now it's not a couplet. Right, mm-hmm. you're doing a single modality, and then I'm workout. resting with the other one. And resting with the other one, so you get zero out of it, right? Uh, there she is, always yawning. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're about to eat the microphone every <laughs> single time. Like it's it, late. <laughs> it's seven fifty nine. Yeah, but I'm normally laying in my bed at this time. So yes. that's what I mean is, um, it's easier. People can assume that being modified is easier, <laughs> but if I challenge you at twenty dub wonders. And you're tripping up at 19, 19, mm-hmm. you're losing focus. That's mm-hmm. on you now. Yes. But if I say. Because if it was, quote, easy for me, I should be nailing it every time. Right. But if I say 30 seconds of work, well, now there's no punishment for you for, fucking up. Mm-hmm. Right. You just, you're going to do 30 seconds of work. You're not, you're going to be halfway into it. You could get, you know, 18 one round and then six the mm-hmm. next. And okay, whatever. No big deal. I'm and not you, building volume. Now, you're not building the focus that I want of. Doing double unders, you have a set amount you have to do unbroken without tripping mm-hmm. under fatigue. Okay. Right. Uh, it's only for scaled athletes. I think that's another huge misconception of modifications. Jen, have you ever modified a workout? Yeah, I did today. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, she actually did. And it was a workout in her wheelhouse. Now she had a back issue. Mm-hmm. So she's competing this weekend in the Arnold, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But, um, damn, Corona. But, um, so she stayed lighter on the workout, started a lower load, added five pounds, but you've modified workouts before where we had ring muscle ups, correct? Mm-hmm. So let's say we had 35 or 40 before she had the volume. What would you do? Take the number down sometime right. or I mean, before then I would do bar muscle ups. Right. So she would take the number down. Mm-hmm. So she's not achieving the same amount, but she is literally modified. She mm-hmm. did not do what was prescribed. And it still sucks. Right? It still sucks, and it's not only for your scaled athletes. Um, 90% of our athletes are modified daily in this gym. Every single, like, all the way through. But it's probably safe to say, like, most athletes that do this for fitness, well, should more than, uh, should. I think it's easy, it's it's safe to make the assumption that more athletes should be scaling than should be RXing. I think that's the difference, though, between, like, our programming and other gyms, because I think that, like, from the outside, if you said that, like, before knowing that how it is here, like, if I was like, oh, my God, that many people have to scale your workout, then it's like, 
Well, shouldn't most people just be like able to do everything? Like, I feel like in my brain, that's what I would think. But now that like I've heard his point of view and like why he does that and why he programs that way, that makes sense. Like everyone's still progressing. You're not going to progress like by everybody doing like 10 double unders at a time. I don't know. Imagine if this, and I would, if I put an, if I had to put an average on gyms that prescribed, I bet you 50, 40 to 50% of their athletes prescribe the workouts daily on most gyms. And don't a lot of them get to just like pick what they want to do. We've, like, heard, we've heard that. Like just pick a, pick a weight that feels heavy. Yeah. Like do, that's weird uh, to me. do a heavy load, do a head, whatever. Well, Mo may be having a bad day, so his heavy load is. It could be. There's like there's days where my eighty percent feels really really heavy, and there's mm-hmm. days my 85, 90% feels like it's a feather. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of different relative but to that day. It, let's just say this though: if we do modify, if we if fifty percent of our athletes are prescribed the workout per day, what happens to that top ten percent of those? Right, that are above and beyond because we've talked about separation. You look mm-hmm. at regionals like one to f- one, <laughs> one to, one to five, five is like, like a couple reps. He, yeah, but five you, you to go, ten, you go six to ten. Yeah, six to ten. Yeah, it's it's night and day. It's minutes. Yeah, and <laughs> so if you talk about the top ten percent of your athletes, mm-hmm. now that I've written something that fifty percent of the people can go prescribe, those top ten percent are getting nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying is. It's not for only for scaled athletes. Jen is modified. Angie's modified. Kara's modified. Like at one point, there's times where I've had to modify like an overhead squat weight where we have, we may end at 245 on overhead squat for reps. I can't do that mm-hmm. at the end of the wad. So I'll take my percentages and modify. Like it's a weakness of mine. So I think that's a misconception is that top athletes don't modify. I'm not sure at what point I kind of came to this act realization or, or acceptance, but I just thinking like rx is like a ideal state like if you're if you're able to do that great but i should always be striving to get to that rx weight which mm-hmm. which i which i do but i f- i always felt like if i was doing rx weights all the time in my current state that i was either i was not going to get the stimulus out of it correct because there's been plenty of workouts where um like we've talked about my friend before yep. a couple times I'd stick with around 75 pounds because I can move the 75 pounds, but, and, and I can also, but I could also move the 95 pounds. But if I do the 95 pounds and I wind up doing the 20 minute Fran. <laughs> right. Which Fran is not made. <laughs> for Fran is not intended to be. A, unless you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Unless you don't know what it is, but Fran is not intended to be a Metcon. Right. So just because you're a scaled athlete doesn't mean that your top athletes should not scale. Um, I think another big misconception is that if your score is equal to or better than an RX athlete, it's not the same. A lot of a lot of skilled athletes can really under, undersell uh, themselves on uh, that piece. Yeah, like yeah. in all honesty, skilled athletes beat me on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? But it's not because their shit's easier. It's because it's they're just fitter than I am, and even though they're not moving, with those parameters, yeah, with those parameters. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, like. Oh yeah, but I was scaled. I hear that like all the time. And it's just like the, it's only five pounds type mentality. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, I beat you, but I, but I did it scaled. Like I did uh, bar muscle ups instead of uh, ring muscle ups, you know, so I didn't do the same workout as you, but the stimulus is equivocal. Well, the stimulus should be equivocal. Right. You now, still get a hard workout. Like even me today, I mean, I wasn't doing heavy, as heavy of weights, <laughs> but I did more rounds. And what did and I do? I walked over and said. He was like, what, what's going on? Well, he wanted to make sure that my back wasn't Because she was bent over. But uh-huh. I was like, I'm just tired. <laughs> I was just going through it faster. I'm just, I'm just tired. Bro. I think most people got like five, five or six, six yeah. rounds and I did eight. <laughs> like, which, which, you know, is, is sometimes almost worse because yeah. you're, you're burning yourself up that much more because you can do more work. Yeah. So you are doing more work. I mean, right. I, I would rather lift a heavy barbell over mm-hmm. cardio any day. So. <laughs> but I think that's what I hear a lot. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Because when I when I watched you, you you weren't getting right up and walking around after the workout. <laughs> yeah. You were rolling back and forth on mm-hmm. the ground trying to get comfortable. Yeah. Guess it, what? Uh, Jenna, Angie, Kara. They me, all look the same. We all look the same. Like, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. Like, you know, just because you scale things doesn't mean that you know, 
you're scaling because you lack a skill or you lack uh, an ability or you're just you're not as strong as the weights are required. But this 80%, you have an accurate max. And how do I know that? Because we just tested it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, that's huge too. And then another uh, thing, uh, a big misconception I see is or an issue is people under-modifying me like we were talking about with the double unders mm -hmm. mo has he can do 20 in a row if i say do 30 seconds of work right now it's kind of like or do 10 or do 10 yeah. like now mo's getting nothing out of it he'll just cruise through it to where i think on the back end of this workout today you really you, you didn't want to trip because you need a little bit more time because as the barbell we progress from 185 and i think you know i think people got into their 245 um, as you progress, you fatigue sets in. Mm -hmm. You need more time on the bar, and if you trip up, well, you got to think. Yeah. Now you're wasting. Shame, shame on you. Well, you're wasting thirty seconds yeah. plus uh, more stress on the body. So now that takes away reps on the back end. So if you under modify, you're just kind of cruising through it, and out of that couplet, you're really getting nothing out of the one element. So, what's your thoughts on that? I think we're going to cover the inappropriate modifications too, right? Because I. You often, I yep, I've, I've seen that, yeah, and I'm sure you've seen it as well. So yeah, I think that's the next piece we're going to talk about here. Modification should always maintain the same stimulus as the prescribed movement or weight or whatever. Insert whatever, whatever verb. So which, you, ju which you just talked about yeah. with your friend, right? You can move 95 pounds. Mm -hmm. You can thruster that. Correct. But, but typically, Fran, we're looking at uh, the two sets on the 21 maximum three sets on the 15 and we're going unbroken on, on the nines the yeah. nines and if you're going to break that three times in the middle um that's that's typically because you're trying to you're trying to save yourself for those pull-ups mm -hmm. uh, the 15 pull-ups so you don't die there but ideally france should be unbroken mm -hmm. and on the thrusters especially um pull-ups you know they should be really fast and back mm -hmm. on the bar right that's why it, it hurts so much mm -hmm. uh, all that time under tension but if we do a 95 pound and you're doing the 21s in four or five sets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not achieving. I'm, I'm not achieving that desired stimulus. Right. Yeah. It's you're not going as fast. You get the lactic buildup because the faster you move, the higher repetitions are. The more lactic acid that builds up and things like that. So, same stimulus is is so important. And when you don't have that, man, it's it's a that's that's when it is a different workout, right? If, okay. If, yeah. Yeah. If someone is scaled. Um, and they're not, uh, their modifications are inaccurate. Now it is a total different workout for them. When the scaling doesn't meet the intent of the workout, then you're, it, at that point, you're changing the workout. It's, yes. Yeah, it, it's not going to achieve the same desired result. Yeah, right. Um, so right here, subbing a push for a pull uh, element. You know that's definitely not going to to achieve those desired results. Um, much like me using ninety five versus seventy five for the Fran, if you have someone do sit ups instead of push ups, right, for a workout, it, it's just stupid, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. They're they're moving, but if the intent is to develop those uh, uh, push pull, the, 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 the yeah the push pull, you can't in turn go ahead and swap that out for a core workout, when no one <laughs> a else, core exercise, and no one else when no one core. else is doing core. <laughs> right, it wasn't It wasn't the point. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, too, I've heard of and seen, unfortunately, you get people who get modified, um, and they'll give them modification that they just did yesterday. Uh, right. Say you Overwork. Just, say you just blasted your core yesterday. Well, now you got core today. Mm -hmm. Like, um, And the only time I think that you do a huge swap like that is if they're injured, injured and, and yeah. any type of pushing motion hurts. Mm -hmm. So we may have to take that and just basically, well, we're just going to cut off your upper upper body. Or maybe instead, if I'm trying to get some kind of um, fatigue in the shoulders, I can go to a plank. I can go to a, yeah, just a, hold, a, yeah. a mason twist. Um, I can go to a front rack hold. Mm -hmm. um, things like that to where that push, I can't really get the push, but I'm getting the same fatigue set in the arms. Uh, as I would if I was doing a push. And to take a step back, um, we're not saying 
I mean, there might be some bizarre circumstance where someone might need to do a, a sit up versus a push up, but that's what we're talking about injury, mm-hmm. uh, maybe recovering from something, or like you said, the, it was previously worked, but hopefully your coach would have the intelligence to know that, okay, that, you know, Johnny just had back surgery, <laughs> you know, maybe he shouldn't be doing crunches, you know. We got deadlifts today, he's fine. <laughs> got it. Yeah, he's out of the hospital, right? Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Did Load you, it up. Did your PT uh, um, approve you for deadlifts? No, you're fine. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Dude, we'll, we'll just we'll just make it really light. We'll just make it a light deadlift. Oh, it's two twenty five. We're gonna make that one eighty five. Yeah, you're good. You're, you're good. Well, yeah. What's your what's your max? Okay, no, you're you're good. That's like fifty percent of your max. <laughs> um. So again, going into that, uh, using the wrong substitution. So like. Let's, handstand push-ups. That's something we were talking about earlier. Right. Going into the old stink bug. So the stink bug being where you have your feet on the box, butt in the air, and kind of uh, your hands out in like a push-up position, the hands mm-hmm. about shoulder width apart. And you take your forehead and you you touch it between your hands. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a really nasty diamond push-up. I really don't know why it's called stink bug. And some people that's newer to CrossFit may not know what that is. It was old school teaching. I, I'd never heard of it until we had that incident with that jack wagon in North Carolina a couple of years ago. That was the first time I'd ever heard that phrase, stink bug. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, if you don't know about that, look that, look that up. <laughs> I don't know if that gym's still open. I doubt it. But he's definitely in prison. <laughs> uh, um. So, okay. So the hardest part for a handstand push-up that I've seen on a on a regular basis, someone coming in to cross hit brand new, is to get them getting inverted, inverted. getting them inverted, being mm-hmm. confident. And I was that way too for some reason. Oh, I was for sure. I don't know why though. Like it's not like I'm a, a chicken shit or like, and I'm not saying you are either. If you're afraid to get inverted, but like sometimes you don't know what you're uncomfortable with until, until you put in that situation. Because yes. I remember the first time someone told me to do a handstand push-up, I'm like. What what is that? Like, <laughs> I do, what? Do, do, we do I do a push up and then do a handstand? How does this work? <laughs> and then the girl showed me. I'm like, so I have to flip upside down on the wall and do a handstand. Like I'm standing on my hands and do a push up. Yeah, handstand push up. And I'm like, okay. So then I go up to the wall. I, I wish I, this is where I wish we had video. And I was like, okay. You know, I'm standing there. Like my knees are bent. My hands are ready to go. I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, like I lunge forward, but like my body isn't moving <laughs> towards my so hands like are moving you, towards the ground. You don't want to jump in the pool, but you want to jump in the exactly. pool. Exactly. I was just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so my first gym when I lived in Knoxville, um, like I remember we had, I think it was that where it was a wall walk. I can't remember which one it was, but I just remember like trying to be inverted. I think it may be was a wall walk, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a modification for that. Like no one was helping me. So I remember this dude in my classes, like, it's okay. I know it's hard. Like he was just like trying to help me through it, but like no one was giving me any direction at all. So I'm just like throwing myself against the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. I mean, it's going inverted. Uh, and when we're, we, we have these in our fifth class. Um, and this is the reason we got to figure out who, 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 who can, who is, who can, yeah. Who is uncomfortable. Yeah doing that you know and we had a we had a drop in from michigan and we had handstand push-ups and um she's like oh, i'll get my box so i was like for what for handstand push-ups like we don't do stink bugs in here and she's like what mm-hmm. i was like yeah we'll get your ass upside down don't you worry <laughs> and uh but here's the thing and igor get out the harness <laughs> if, you know we find out can they or do they are they confident enough to go inverted mm-hmm can they do it on them on them on their, on own, their own or yeah. do I have to have them kick yeah, up give a hand yeah like one two three help them up mm-hmm. okay once they're inverted do they shit their pants mm-hmm. right because if they do it's gonna run in their eye and that's really because they're inverted <laughs> and that's now. how you become a zombie because you get pink eye yeah, saw that on, on South Park <laughs> how'd you pink eye I did a handstand push or kick up um, so getting people inverted is very very critical um, and what we do we find out okay this person is afraid to go inverted, okay? So we build up their ab mats, give them where their arms are almost locked out. Now they won't, they can't crash down if they do go inverted because we start mm-hmm. with the headstand in here first. Okay. So they're on hands and like knees. arms bent? Or yeah, our, our bent. hands are already on the ground, their head, foreheads on the ab mat. Oh, and they just sort of... We, yeah, they kick up. Okay. We start with the headstand because that gives them 
We don't want them to kick up and then freaking crash down because yeah. they're not. Because they're scared they're going to break their neck. Well, they probably will because if, let's say they- If they don't have, if they're they not confident Say they can't support themselves. Yeah, so then we they build, just come crashing mm-hmm. down. Okay. So we build that up to where their arms are just slightly bent. It gives them that ability to, if they kick up and they do come down, it's only like a, an inch. Mm-hmm. It's not seven inches. It's not going to cause a traumatic incident. So now we can see, okay, hey, when we have these in class, because we do handstand pushups, you know, every week, roughly, Mm -hmm. uh, if we have these in here, what we're going to start with is, hey, you know, get out your your ab mats uh, and your station. And what we're going to do, if we have 21 of these, you're going to practice 21 kick-up attempts, Mm -hmm. right? And I'll be damned. That'll definitely make you want to learn how to do handstand pushups. Well, that, but (laughs) it gets in the practice of getting confident that when they kick into the wall, they're not going to go through it. A lot of people feel like when (laughs) they kick up, nothing's going to stop you. I'm like, it's a, it's a brick wall. Yeah. If you go through that, you get a free membership. (laughs) Free lifetime membership. (laughs) And Harry Potter, that bitch. (laughs) And a doctor's bill. But yeah, so yeah, going inverted, getting someone on a stink bug that gives them a safety net that does nothing. If Mo did a stink bug and I said, okay, do that now, go inverted. Uh, what? Yeah, because the amount of weight I'm offsetting by doing that stink bug isn't going to prepare me for, you know, 240 pounds to be upside down, you know, to come crashing down. And you're on a stable platform, yeah. right? You have that confidence of you're on a stable platform. Well, that that's the that's the freakiest part. We talked about Jenna's handstand walk um, last episode. And... Uh, the hardest part for her was to kick up and hold that. Well, even if you backed it up, if you tell them what my nephews did to you the very first time you did a handstand walk. Uh, I was like scared the, to go. The twins? And, yeah, I was scared to do a handstand walk because unlike when you have a handstand push up, there is a wall there to catch you. But if not, yeah. then you just fall, you know, so I was kind of just scared to fall. And then I got I kicked up and they threw me down and they were like, now you won't be scared to fall. Yeah, because it didn't hurt. And I was like, yeah. um, okay, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but they were right. I mean, I wasn't as scared, I guess, because I knew what it felt like. You think you're falling, fall. you're going to break something. Yeah. Right? Now you can fall in it. You know, Brittany McCormick from here has the most catastrophic fails. Now, they're getting better. But um, but she's learned through all her attempts how to properly how fall. To fall yeah. How to yeah. tumble out gracefully. <laughs> yeah, the first time I ever fell I was so focused on trying to do the handstand walk I didn't think about falling and I did like almost a reverse belly flop like I just went <laughs> bam like just my back just like made like a it farting sound sometimes. when it hit the ground like that's how flat I was and I was like oh I don't want to do that again <laughs> there's two times classes all the, the entire class goes silent one when you drop a bar empty barbell, empty barbell. <laughs> two when someone lands on their back on a, on a, on a handstand hand it literally everybody freezes like are you okay? <laughs> or it's like, if they drop the rubber, uh, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's the most nails on the chalkboard sounds. In, it is a very distinctive sound. And, and everybody in the, the music could be blaring and everybody just stops and looks like, what, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. So getting inverted, very important. But stink bug, unfortunately, will not get you confident to go inverted. Um, I've seen people do like those, uh, you kind of alluded to it here, like that kind of just, get that quarter kick up, you know, slowly I working. I like the donkey kick. The donkey kick. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I think I saw a drill where you, uh, you kept one leg straight and then the other one you kept bent and you just kept driving off that, that, that push leg and trying to get as high as you can. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, once you get a little bit more confidence, like, like and you mentioned, like having someone like kind of hold you up just for a brief second, and let you go back down just little bitty baby steps to try and get used to being, Upside down. Yeah. When I go someone that's nervous and I have, they, they get inverted. I've assisted them. I literally, I'll hold their leg against the wall. Their mm-hmm. head's on the mat. Arms are supported. I'm like, and before that, I'm like, hey, whatever you do, just don't stop pushing slightly through your hands. Don't support yourself on your neck only, mm-hmm. right? So I'll hold their legs into walls. I breathe, mm-hmm. breathe. You're not dying. And then come on down. For, for me, it was the sensation of being completely inverted mm-hmm. and getting like remembering to breathe um, and just being upside down because like I said, no sport I ever participated in required me to be, you know, upside down like that. So it was very bizarre as a, you know, 30 some year old dude at that point in my life, like never having done a cartwheel or a handstand or anything like that. Just just something. No, I never did. I just, not something I ever really thought about until that moment when I was like, why am I stressing out so much? Mm -hmm. 
But I was in karate and all that oh. stuff. Like I never. Well, you did taekwondo. There's a lot of like dynamic movements. I tried in taekwondo. to do one a couple years ago. I pulled my groin. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you don't realize how flexible you have to be to fling your to leg do all over that stuff. like that. Yeah. And last piece we got here, yes. and I and I and I laughed when when bro threw this at me. He said, "Modified to die." <laughs> I had to have him. I had to have him drop some knowledge on, on me for this one because I, I wasn't quite. I, I wasn't quite grasping where he was. What he was throwing at me, but after the explanation, I, I, I got it. So modified to die. Well, there's two explanations. First one is when you you're putting someone on the band to keep them occupied so you can go work with a competitive athlete, mm-hmm. right? So, Mo, just go ahead and grab a, a black band. You've been on it for a year. A black band. Go ahead. You're fine. Uh, I know it's only five pull-ups, but just go ahead. You're good. Uh-huh. And then I go over to Jen. Oh, Jen, hey, okay, how are you going to attack this workout? You know, I'm all up in her business. Like, I'm so excited, but uh-huh. I, I sent Mo off in the corner to fucking die. All right? <laughs> and the thing is, Mo's been on this black band for- For, for four years. Four years. <laughs> Mo's been on this black band. I don't care if it's 100 pull-ups or five pull-ups every time. Mo's on a black band. If it's a chest the bar or a regular pull-up, I don't care. Muscle what up, any muscle of that up, stuff. I don't care. Yeah, it's you're on your black band. Mo, actually, let's just put your name on it because it is This yours. is your band. Yes, I know it's a little stressed out. <laughs> and we talked about like when people walk in uh, to start cross for the first time, it's like we hand them their- um, hand, hand them their starter kit. Starter kit. It's yeah. like, okay, if you're under 180 pounds, you get a green, a green band, band. You get yeah. a green band. Um, and you get a jump rope. You can only do singles, singles with yeah. it. Yeah. There's no double unders no in double this jump unders, rope. Yeah. So, um, but that's my thing. Gosh, it's annoying to me as an owner because we all share the CrossFit name. Okay. We all have the same mm. affiliation. We are all different from. But but people on the outside side, looking in they don't, don't understand that. They don't that. understand that. And I've unfortunately had, I mean, we just had a drop in from uh, out on the East Coast. And man, they were just, you talking about someone that could be a really solid athlete if they actually got some proper like. Attention. Attention. Like, and I'm not even talking like cater to them only. I'm talking. You're like, not talking about individual design. You're no. talking about like, hey. Classroom. Do this with your hips. You know, pull simple, through the yeah. simple stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've also unfortunately had people like they come cause after five years, they've not progressed. They are not, still doing the same weight they were three years ago, um, on, on Olympic stuff They're They still can't do a chest, the bar, or they can't do more than one at a time. Um, you know, and they just l- literally have been sent off to the death or the corner of the earth to fucking die on this band. Mm-hmm. And, and left there. And left there. Like, I, I think that's the more tragic part. It's one thing to put somebody out there to use a tool, tool. to improve, but then not to be crutch. left there. Yeah, yeah they, there you go. Crutch. Tool, not a crutch. Yeah. And I think that's unfortunately what happens a lot is, okay, if I put Mo on a black man, I know he's not going to kill himself. Now I'm going to focus on someone who I really want to focus on who's mm-hmm. not on a band. Or um, I think we've talked to before. It's been old, long, long time ago episode where – the people who get the most overlooked are the people. They're not your top athletes. It's not your beginning athletes. It's the people it's in, the in the middle. middle. Yeah. And there's a huge, that's usually most of your those membership. Those are the ones that are keeping your lights on. But those most, yeah, most of your membership yeah. are the people that have been doing it for a uh, year, year and a half. Um, so they're kind of. They, in, they've committed they're, themselves. They're between scaled and RX on a lot of movements. Mm-hmm. But they kind of get zero coaching and teaching because they can walk in and they're not going to kill themselves typically. And, yeah. And, and I, and I can see how someone, and it's kind of like that in the military. Like you had your guys that were your high performers, the ones that are scored away. That, that, yeah. That were licking windows. And then the ones that were in the middle that actually did the work. And I had to be very cognizant of that. And I kind of took that to my coaching life too, because I was that guy in the middle. Well, I was the guy in the bottom from, you know, as I talked about many times, <laughs> the window liquor, the one starting the fires and the trash cans and all that stuff. But I really made a concerted effort to make sure I gave those athletes and those airmen in the middle as much attention as those people on the periphery, because they deserve that. They're, um, you know, with the, with the coaching piece, they're paying the same amount of money as everybody else. Right. They deserve that same time and attention. They're taking time out of their day to come spend it with us at our facilities. And as a, as a trainer, you know, it's some, again, something that I took, I took that title very, uh, there, I didn't take that title lightly. 
and making sure that I did my best to make sure that those people that came to my class got my attention, regardless of who they were. It should be like that any leadership should. Yeah. Should. But I was telling Brody (laughs) earlier because it's just like school. And it reminds me, I mean, I don't, it reminds me kind of of my little brother just because of like inclusion purposes and like you have to alter things for him to learn. Like he's not an idiot. He still learns things. Mm -hmm. But it's the same with somebody that's modifying. Like they're still learning. It just might be a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone is like gifted and and just like can come in here and do a muscle up. Well, for sure. I mean, and think about that. And screw those people that can. Yeah, assholes. But, you know, it's it'd be a huge disservice to a brother if he's just discarded because he learns slower than yeah. the next. And that's that's just stupid. Not that he can't learn. It's, no, it may it's just ta- different. It may yeah. take him longer or he needs different tools like the band mm-hmm. uh, to get them there. So when we do bands in here, uh, we've talked about in the past, Jenna was pulled off of uh, bar muscle ups and put on a band because she's doing the, a bad chicken wing. Mm. Now it's getting better. Thank God. Um, but you know, see, he just gave you a compliment. Like it was like kind of backhanded. backhanded. <laughs> it was. It's the only ones I know. Yeah. And, uh, to me. You, did, you called me a dick earlier. I'm still <laughs> on for that. what reason? None. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I think when you, when you use the bands appropriately, right. We had, we had a strict chest to bar sequence that we did a strength cycle last cycle. 95% of 95% of the guys, when we started the cycle, we were on a blue band at least mm-hmm. because it was bent over row and shook chest the bar. Mm-hmm. That pull pull was just devastating. Eating everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. When you got into that third round, you're like, you could no longer pull because you've been pulling <laughs> in two areas. <laughs> For the other two rounds. But as you progress and then uh, you, when you we develop ret- that stamina, yeah. when you retest, and then you're, you're backing those bands down. So mm-hmm. without the band, I couldn't, I couldn't have done the required amount of strict chest to bar in that given time every single round. Um, so that was used as a tool. If I took that away and I just did two strict chest to bar out of, say, six every round, okay, so it was 30 total. If I just only did two, okay, and I did that for an entire cycle, now I'm only doing, instead of doing 30, I'm doing 10, mm-hmm. okay? So over seven weeks, I'm doing 70, right, compared to 210. Mm-hmm. Well, how huge you, difference. Huge difference. Yeah. And yes, I'm gaining strength through volume at a modified band in order to achieve that. So mm-hmm. that's all it is. Then you take the band away. Now I'm, I can bang out X amount of pull-ups, strict chest bar, because I did a 210 reps. You're going to tell mm-hmm. me those don't count? Because I'll tell you straight up, when I was on that band, they fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm literally, I'm, I couldn't do them unbroken. I had to come down and I'd have to do like two, two, one or two, 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 mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is. And, uh, so it's definitely not easy. And I think that's where people are like, Oh, I don't want to go back to a band. I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. I'll use it. If it's going to make me better. Do you want to get better? Or do you want to just sit here and keep I mean, blow your damn shoulder out? Yeah. then that, yeah, I was going to uh, comment on that. I mean, you could either use the band to assist you to achieve that stimulus or you could do them without the band yeah. and do one. And you're getting, yeah. And you're not getting the volume. You're not getting that time under tension. And there's times where I'll say, hey, today we're going to, uh, like AMRAPs, we test a lot of things on AMRAPs because they're, they're, the work is set, but mm-hmm. it's confined. Measurable, observable, repeatable. But it's confined yeah. in the fact of if it's for time, I don't want you stuck there and then lose the other stimulus on the other parts of the wad, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's an AMRAP, there's times like, okay, hey, today I want you, uh, we Say we had, say we had ten bar muscle ups for four rounds, in, in a workout, and I say, okay, I want you to achieve all forty bar muscle ups, even if you have to band. Okay, mm-hmm. so set your bands up accordingly. I don't care if you are modified. Okay, you can do two unmodified, and let's do eight modified. Okay, we'll build strength through volume. Now today we have an AMRAP, and now I want we have five every single round. Okay, I want you to go take your band back. But I want you to learn how to connect to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you kick up, lock out the top. When you come to the bottom, I want you to learn how to connect that second one. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you learn to connect them if you don't practice connecting them and <laughs> fail at connecting them? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't start out connecting bar muscle ups. She didn't start out connecting bar muscle ups. Mm-hmm. It's, you just don't do that, right? You have to learn. Doing through practice. You have to control that body. It's a lot of downward momentum. You have to make sure that doesn't continue or pull you forward underneath the pull-up bar because now your hips have now to Now your go, feet are all over the Yeah, place, your yeah. hips have to come back up and then over top. Mm-hmm. 
of the, the pull-up bar, and it's just not possible. So that's the only way you can learn it. So today, hey, okay, I want you to, no band, but I want you to practice connecting to, I don't care if you fail your second one, we got to start learning. Yeah, just that connective, yes. that, that, that swing. Yes, you know, every round, that kip, yeah. that's your five muscle-ups, okay? We're going to do one. Okay, I always want one, but I want you to try to connect the second one. I don't want you to come down off the rig. You're going to try to connect it. If you make it, great. Come down. If you miss it, hey, we'll count that as an attempt. We'll move on, right? So, yes, not a crutch. It's a tool. Tool, yep. Scaling is good for you. If you're still on your black band, you're dying in a corner. Yeah. Holler at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely, uh, it's an evolutionary process. It's it's a good, uh, everybody should use it. If you're not using it, you're probably going to wind up. You're probably a freak or... <laughs> Maybe you're not putting yourself in the best po- you know, possible position to grow and maybe even injure yourself. Yes, or the programming is so watered down that... Or that too, yeah. Because if we took a, a typical... Say you took a collegiate athlete or a gymnast that comes in here. If our, if our programming was 95-65 all the way through, all the time, a lot of body weight movements, a lot of running, they can do that and go prescribe, mm-hmm. right? doesn't mean that they're going to get better. They're going to get better at the least amount of they're, – they're going to be better at that, mm-hmm. and that's it, right? They're not, next day here, if it's heavy, mm-hmm. they're going to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. They, can't, they can't achieve it, and we have a high-level uh, movement for you – know, we talk about a guy, like they struggle with ring muscle-ups because we're really tight in the shoulders when we start, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're going to struggle with aspect. But if I stay light, lot body weight, air squat, push-up type of thing – consistently yeah you'll get good at that but you're going to be under challenge mm-hmm. and most people honestly get bored with that so mm-hmm. but for sure if, if you are on the band just take your black band to your trainer and tell me you want to upgrade tell me you're ready for a green tell you ready for green yeah okay got <laughs> see this it's almost ripped in half because i've had it for five years can i get one of those green ones please i'm uh, preferably a, the new, a new one, one. Yeah. yeah i think i've earned it <laughs> all right cool so modification get you some that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mona Mal. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com.